0: In this episode, I am tackling this weight loss rule that you need to have eight hours of sleep to lose weight. What I found was just because I was sleeping longer didn't mean that I was losing any weight. So in today's episode, you're going to hear me share why the number of hours of sleep should not be your goal. Do you hear me? I'm going to tell you why the number of hours of sleep should not be your goal. And I'm going to tell you what you should be aiming for instead if you're looking to lose weight and use a sleep strategy to do so. You're listening to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, episode 172. it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the Weight Loss Struggle Bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, Life and Weight Loss Coach, and I am going to show you how to stop Dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey LuxLifer, welcome back to the podcast. And if you are new, welcome. I'm happy that you're here. This week we are talking about sleep and weight loss. In this episode, I am tackling this weight loss rule that you need to have eight hours of sleep to lose weight. Now this is true and it's not true. It's true that a good night's rest has a ton of benefits and it's not true that you need to have eight hours of sleep to reap those benefits. When I think back to me, like when I was overweight, I had no idea how my bad sleeping habits were affecting my health. I mean, I just didn't know what I didn't know. So when I heard because I was always trying to figure out how I could lose weight, when I heard this rule that sleeping could help me lose weight, I was like, oh, shucks, I'm all in. Like, what do we need to do? But what I found was just because I was sleeping longer didn't mean that I was losing any weight. So in today's episode, you're going to hear me share why the number of hours of sleep should not be your goal. Do you hear me? I'm going to tell you why the number of hours of sleep should not be your goal. And I'm going to tell you what you should be aiming for instead if you're looking to lose weight and use a sleep strategy to do so. Now, this is a replay of a Food Freedom Friday that I previously did. Food Freedom Friday, if you don't know, is a seven part series that I've been doing where I am going live on social media. And I'm helping you disrupt your old dieters mindset. And I'm addressing like some of these old antiquated rules that we believe that we must follow in order to lose weight as traditional dieters. So I'm breaking those rules apart. I'm poking holes in all of these things that we think are true. And I'm offering you an alternative to try Instead of trying to follow these old rules, new concepts that I have come up with by working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients and also taking myself through a weight loss journey. And these are weight loss truths that the diet industry will never tell you. So today we're talking about sleep. Now, if you're interested to know when I'm going to go live again so you don't miss out Make sure you're on my email list, right? So make sure you subscribe to my free weekly newsletter, Food Freedom at jenniferdent.com forward slash foodfreedom. All right. Enjoy this episode of this live stream that I did. It's also on my YouTube channel. It's also on my Facebook page. All right. Enjoy this episode. Live Lux. And I'll see you in the next episode. Good morning. It's early. Friday on a holiday weekend, it's good to see some beautiful faces here. I don't care about makeup. I don't care about hair. Y'all see, I got my little hat on, ponytail. All good. All good. All right. So, welcome to Food Freedom Friday. This is the third installment of a seven part series that I'm doing. And I came up with this idea because I just wanted to do something different and I wanted to help you all. So when you think about weight loss, there's so many like antiquated rules that we hear, like you got to do this, you got to eat less, you've got to move more, you've got to do this, you've got to do this to lose weight. And my people are frustrated dieters, we have tried all the rules, we have tried all of the things to lose weight, and they don't work doesn't work. So I came up with food freedom Friday because my mission is to help women stop dieting forever. So you can get off the weight loss struggle bus and lose weight for the last time without a diet, without the drama. But I wanted to pick apart some very specific dieters rules that we believe we have to follow in order to lose weight and give you an alternative way to, to do it, to think about like what needs to happen in order To lose weight. So, this is going to be me talking. If you have questions, you can type them in the chat for those of you who are on Zoom. If you're on Facebook, you can go ahead and um, put them in the comments. I can see them on my phone. And even if you're watching a recording and you're not watching it live, you can still type in your comments and questions, tag me, and I'll come back and answer them. But this is the third one that I'm doing of a seven part series. If you missed the first two, we've already talked about eating in moderation, that rule of eating in moderation. We talked about going cold turkey and just eating all like unprocessed, super healthy, like foods at one time and the problem with that. And I gave you an alternative to following a diet like Whole30. And so today we're going to talk about sleep. But if you want to go back and make sure you catch those other lives that I did, y'all got a YouTube channel and people are subscribing and watching. (laughs) I'm like, what? So I'm putting these, these recordings out on YouTube. You can go follow me on YouTube. I'll put the link in the notes somewhere. Also, if you're on my email list, I'm sending out a, a link to the recording. If you're not on my email list, you'll want to do that today. And Get on my list to receive my weekly newsletter called Food Freedom. It comes out every Sunday. So you can go to jenniferdance.com forward slash food freedom to get on my newsletter. And then you also will know when the next Food Freedom Friday is happening and all the other things that I am announcing and offering. Okay. So food freedom, this should be your goal, right? Your goal shouldn't just be to like, oh, I just want to get into a size eight. I just want to get into, and it's let me just talk, let me go on a little tangent about sizes real quick. I was coaching a private client yesterday. Oh, and by the way, I do have spaces open for private clients that I'm filling for the rest of the year. So if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, we can absolutely talk about that. You can go to my website, jenniferdent.com and book a strategy session with me completely free 60 minutes. And you can tell me what you've been struggling with. And I will give you my plan, like what, what I think and believe will help you get to your forever weight. But anyway, I was working with a private client yesterday and she was very focused on getting out of her size 12s into her size eights. And I was like, dear client of mine. I said, you know that these designers, like the numbers that we see on the insides of our clothing, it's just random, it's arbitrary, it doesn't mean anything. We're putting so much weight (laughs) on this number. And I was like, you know, a size eight that you're wanting to get into now is not the same size eight from like 1980 or 1988. Designers have actually been increasing the size of their clothes and not changing the size because Americans are getting bigger. And they know if women keep going up in size, they're not going to want to buy the same clothes. So they have been slowly expanding the size of their clothes and not changing the size. So don't allow someone, some, some designers sat around a table or like, okay, We're going to make this a size 12 and we're going to make this a size eight. Doesn't mean anything. And if you go to a different country, it's a different size, like it's a different size system. So just for those of you who are very focused on like, oh, I got to get back into my size sixes. Let that go. Let that go. Your goal should be to achieve food freedom. That's what your ultimate goal should be. And I'm gonna tell you what food freedom is if you don't understand. Food freedom is that place where you can go out to eat and eat what you want without having to use scare tactics to stop yourself from eating. Without having to say, girl, if you eat this, you know you're gonna, you're gonna gain some weight, or make yourself feel badly when you do decide to eat something, yes, eat something that you really, really want to enjoy. Food freedom is when you can go out to happy hour with your friends and not be guilty. I met one of my very good friends last night for happy hour, and we had so much fun. We had so much fun. She had two cocktails. I had a glass of Prosecco. We split salmon tacos, truffle fries. We split half a burger, mussels. Like, it was just divine, And I want you to be able to enjoy those moments without feeling guilty or without restricting yourself when you go in and say, girl, I gotta have a salad. Like I can't do it, I can't do anything else. That's not food freedom. Food freedom is being able to travel for work, travel for vacation, travel for get on a road trip and not feeling compelled or feeling like you can't eat what everyone else is eating that is food freedom. Food freedom is being able to sit down to eat when you're hungry and being able to stop when you're done, even if that means there is food left on the plate. Last night uh, we were at the bar at happy hour. Oh, the other thing we had which is really, really good were these bacon wrapped dates that were on like a plate of like some type of blue cheese dressing. Fabulous. If you like the salty and the sweet, amazing. But the bartender was like, you guys want to dip your fries into the, the blue cheese dressing? And I was like, oh, let me try it. Let me try it. Don't take the plate away. Let me try it. I didn't make myself feel guilty. Like, oh, that's too fattening. Oh, that's too whatever. But did I clean the plate of, did I eat all the French fries and like lick the plate clean of the dressing? No. He took the food away and there were French fries left. There was burger left. There were muscles left and it was not a problem. It was not a problem. I don't feel compelled to eat everything because I know that there's another meal in the future. Food freedom, y'all. Food freedom is when you give the middle finger to the oppressive diet industry and these diet rules that we believe we need to follow. This is the reason why Food Freedom Friday came into fruition because I'm like, y'all stop doing these like crazy things that the diet industry or whoever is telling you that you need to do to lose weight. There is another way. People, my clients, the people on my program, they are learning how to stop dieting forever so they can achieve food freedom. And we are giving the middle finger to these oppressive rules and we're just letting them go. We don't follow them anymore. But instead of saying, I'm not doing that and you think it's a free-for-all, I'm giving you some alternative things, these new concepts that you can begin to implement immediately so you don't have to feel like, I got to like eat less. I got to exercise more, okay? So food freedom should be your goal, not to get into a size six, not to get into a size four, that's all great and lovely. You feel excited when you get into it. But once you get into that size eight, that size six, that size four, the kids are still like, mommy, 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 I need this. I need your boss is still like, "Um, can we get this, please? Like life still goes on. Nobody cares that you're now into a size four <laughs> or a size six or whatever it is. So don't make that your focus. I want you to focus on achieving food freedom. Okay. So today we're talking about this rule. I don't even know where it came from. And I was about to like try to Google it. And I was like, why? We all understand. We all know. Somebody somewhere told us like, we need to get eight hours of sleep a night. And that will help us with weight loss. And I remember when I learned about this rule and I was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. All I had to do is like go to bed. Because at that time, when I was trying to lose weight and I was stuck on the yo-yo diet and you all don't know my story. I was on a diet off a diet quitting a diet literally for 20 plus years. Since freshman year of college into my well into my late 30s, I was on a diet off a diet or in the process of quitting a diet. All I did in order to try to lose weight, I could never keep it off. And I could never get lose enough to get to my goal. So when I heard about this new research that sleeping eight hours a night helps you with burning fat and losing weight. I was like, "Oh, cool!" Because I was doing these grueling workouts. I was believing I needed to do all this extra exercise to burn enough calories. Did anybody else go to Orange Theory Fitness? I used to go to like five a.m. class at Orange Theory Fitness. Man, out running. And I used to go to this other high-end gym in Philly. I see some people here from Philly. Uh, I used to go to Unite Fitness. 90 minute workouts, y'all. Feeling it. Burning my calories. I used to post pictures of that calorie burn and put it on social media, believing that's what I needed to do to lose weight and keep it off. So when I heard of like, oh, I can sleep eight hours and magically burn fat, I was like, what? all right, let me like try to like. Start, get, to like, get to bed earlier and go to sleep. But for those of you who are like me, sleeping eight hours every single day is impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. There's work. There are kids that need to be, I don't have any biological children, but I have a dog that needs to be taken care of. Your kids have to be, they have to be w- woken up and they have to be fed and clothed and bathed and driven to wherever they need to go. There are Uh, I used to travel a lot for work. I had to wake up 3 a.m. to get to the airport for like a 6 a.m. flight. So sleeping eight hours a night just was a nice pipe dream. It was not possible. So I don't want you to think that if you're not getting eight hours of sleep, then that's a problem. I don't want you to beat yourself up and be like, I'm never going to be able to lose weight because I can never get this much sleep. I talked about this, this concept in the group. So I like to like introduce these concepts that I'm coming up with inside of my group coaching program. So I talked about this on the call on Tuesday and I was like, "Who here gets eight hours of sleep? And one person was like, she raised her hand very timidly. And I was like, great. But she was like, I still wake up tired. So those of you who are getting eight hours of sleep and you still wake up tired, or you get eight hours of sleep. And so funny because she was on the call and she was just yawning. And I was like, look who's over there and yawning. And that person who gets eight hours of sleep. And we all started laughing. But you feel like you need to take a nap in the middle of the day. That's not getting quality sleep. So instead of you trying to focus on, yep, I need to get eight hours of sleep so I can lose weight, I want to give you something different to think about. I want you to focus on quality of sleep versus quantity of sleep. Listen, we have enough things to worry about. I don't want y'all having to worry about like, I got to get eight hours of sleep so I can lose weight on top of everything else you're dealing with. Don't get me wrong. Sleep is essential for your health. There are benefits to it. Your weight loss can be enhanced with sleep, but it's not the quantity of sleep that's most important. It is the quality of sleep, okay? The quality of sleep. So when you're thinking about getting healthy, when you're thinking about losing weight, you're focusing on the quality over your sleep quantity. Here is why. I'm going to give you two things that you can do to improve your quality of sleep and stop worrying about the quantity the better the quality of sleep it allows your body to get into a restorative state which is what we want the person who sleeps eight hours and still wakes up tired your body is not getting into a restorative state this simply means that your cells aren't doing what they need to do to give you the energy that you need to feel to wake up feeling refreshed and ready to go for the day that is it When your body is in a restorative state, which means it's in a deeper state of sleep, your human growth hormone increases. Your human growth hormone, when that increases, your body can burn some fat. It can actually help repair itself and do the things, the health benefits that we really actually want to happen versus when you're sleeping eight hours, but it's not the quality sleep. And you're waking up tired. You're just above restorative sleep. Like you're in that, like you're laying back, you're tired, but you're not getting rest. Okay. So I know I'm seeing little baby hands on the camera. I know for moms, when you're like new mom, you sleep with like one eye open. <laughs> <laughs> or like you have one ear cocked because you're like, oh, I'm, my baby's going to cry or you want to hear what's happening. I'm a very deep sleeper. My husband sleeps with like one ear. He hears everything and he like every noise he like jumps up. He's a lighter sleeper than I am. So here's the two things that you can do to improve your quality of sleep. And just by having my own experience and coaching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women, one of the things that gets in the way of them getting a higher quality of sleep is stress. Very, very simple stress. So, the one thing you want to start doing and working on is de stressing your brain because a stressed brain does not allow for a sound sleep. Very simple. A stressed brain, y'all write this down because that's very good. I came up with it on Monday. A stressed brain does not allow for a sound sleep. How many of us, and I was guilty of this too, go from straight from a work day, we file right into our second job of like kids getting the house together, cooking dinner, doing whatever we need to do, spending time with the spouse or the partner, walking the dog. If we go straight into our second job, we fall out on the couch trying to stay awake because we're like, oh, now it's me time. I get to like watch TV. We're stacking on the couch and then we fall right into bed. At no point during the day are we doing anything to de-stress our brains. How many of us take work, straight into bed. <laughs> you go to sleep thinking about what you didn't accomplish today, or you're thinking about what do you have to accomplish tomorrow? Or you're like, oh my God, is it Friday yet? Like your brain your brain is still going on high speed and you're trying to go to sleep. That will keep you from a restorative state of sleep. For me, very specifically, I had to work very consciously on my sleep, getting sleep as an entrepreneur, because I would work 12 hours a day. I would coach until eight, nine o'clock at night and then go straight to bed. And my brain is like, no, still going, still going. When your body does exactly what your brain tells it to do. So if your brain is so focusing on work, guess what your body's not doing? It's not getting into this. What we want is this restorative state of sleep. So a couple of things that you can do to de-stress your brain, and y'all, this is going to take doing something different because nothing will change if nothing changes. So you want to start trying to create this um, nighttime ritual. I can't think of like a better word for it, but literally it's changing the way that you go to sleep, preparing your brain before you go to sleep and doing this every day and being consistent with it. So that could simply be journaling, which is what I teach my clients to do of like just they know they know how to do a brain dump. Grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down everything you're worried about. Just write it down. Dump it out of your head, get your brain slowing down your brain and get it out of your brain on paper. Recently I started writing down gratitude So before I go to sleep, I have my little remarkable, I'll take it into the bedroom. I'll write down three to five things that I'm grateful for that happened during the day. I'll write down three wins that I accomplished over the day. And this is something from a book that I recently read called The Gap in the Gain or The Gain in the Gap, something like that. You can look it up. And I'll write down three things that I want to accomplish tomorrow. So instead of worrying about like, how am I going to get this done? Or I've got so much to do tomorrow. I'll just like you know what? There's three things I'm going to accomplish tomorrow. I don't know how that's going to happen. And sometimes I'll write down, okay, like let me, while I'm sleeping, process, solve a problem, wake up in the morning and come up with some ideas of how we can tackle the day ahead. Okay, so de-stressing your brain. Journaling is just one thing you can do. For those of you who are familiar with tapping, emotional freedom technique, you can do that. You can go on YouTube. If you don't know what it is, go on YouTube and search for tapping for sleep and see what comes up. It's literally just a process of calming your nervous system down by tapping on meridians or certain points on your body while repeating statements to like release the energy and to I'm no EFT expert, but I do tapping a lot and it's very effective. So you can go search for tapping for nighttime and try that. You can do evening yoga. Lots of people love to do yoga. You can do evening yoga. You can take a bath. You can sip chamomile tea, like make that your time. Put your phone down, right? Put your phone on sleep before an hour before you need to go to sleep. Turn off the TV Wind down mentally, give yourself 15 to 20 minutes to just do this work to de-stress your brain and allow your body to get into restorative sleep. Y'all, that's easy. Doing that 15 minutes, 20 minutes at nighttime is easy. I'm not saying to lose weight, you gotta go run a marathon or wake up and like go jog five miles. That's not what I'm telling you to do. I'm saying to write to get to sleep earlier, period. So easy. De-stress your brain. Find something that works well for you. The second thing you're going to want to do to improve your quality of sleep and not your quantity, your quality of sleep is allowing your digestive system to do its job and process the food from the day. How does this happen? This means For those of you who love to snack on the couch before you go to sleep while you're watching Netflix, stop it. You're going to want to stop putting food into your mouth at least three hours before you go to bed. Two at the latest before you go to sleep. For all of my nighttime snackers, you're like, no, don't take my nighttime snacks away from me. We could talk about the reasons why you're snacking at night. That's a whole other, we talk about nighttime snacking. We call it sleepy snacking in my group. Sleepy snacking all the time. Stress snacking all the time. If you're doing this uh, de-stressing your brain process, it might mitigate your need to have a snack at nighttime. It's an interesting experiment. You should try it. But allowing your body, your digestive system to process the food that you have consumed during the day is nothing but a huge health benefit for you. It allows your cells to do what it needs to do. It allows you to create more of this human growth hormone that will help with the fat loss because just sleeping eight hours is not going to actually tap into your fat stores. Right? So you're allowing your body to burn more fat when you stop eating at nighttime. Okay? So you get to decide what time that is for you. And I know for those of you who struggle with the nighttime snacking, it is an emotional, emotionally driven urge to eat. It is not a physical hunger. This is where coaching comes into play. If you can't just stop eating at nighttime and do that consistently without using willpower, we've got to like tap into the reasons why you are emotionally eating at nighttime. This is where coaching comes into play. If you've never been coached for weight loss, it could be the reason why you're struggling with your weight. Again, I am a coach. I'm a certified health coach and life coach and weight loss coach. I'm perfect trifecta, okay? If you've never worked with a coach, go to my website, jenniferdent.com, and you can see how you can work with me and how coaching can help you lose weight for the last time. Stop following all these dieting rules. Stop trying to do all the things that they say you need to do to lose weight. There's one thing that can help you additionally with improving your sleep quality. And this helped me immensely. It's optional, right? It's not anything you have to have, but I'm very much in favor of this aura Ring. My group, my clients know all the time, I'm like always talking about the aura Ring, This really helps me improve my sleep quality because it's tech, right? It's health tech. It tracks your nighttime data. And actually now I know the newer Apple watches do the same thing. What you want to be able to look at is your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability, and what your numbers are that will tell you whether you're getting quality sleep or not. Aura Ring, I believe, is like the holy grail. I love my Oura Ring. I've had it over two years I think someone in the group also told me that one of the Samsung watches also do the same thing. I'm not sure about Fitbit, but if you're looking at wearable technology to wear at nighttime, you definitely want to make sure that whatever tech you're using, it's checking your resting heart rate at nighttime, because the goal is you want your heart rate to hit its lowest earlier in the evening and not five minutes before you have to wake up. When your heart rate hits its lowest, it means you are, your body is recovering you Hit that restorative state. Your heart rate variability is the other number you want to look at. And that just basically tells you the variation between your heartbeats. And it really is an indicator of whether you are, if your body's recovering from stress or not. So if you want to know if this de-stressing ritual that you're doing at nighttime is really affecting your body, you really want to look at your heart rate variability. So when I, those late nights for me, so this is how my aura ring helps me. The late nights for me when I coached at seven and eight and I would be done work at like nine. And y'all, for me, coaching is like a high. I love coaching. I get excited. I get the coaches high. I love connecting with women. I love seeing their transformation. So coaching does not stress me out, but your body reacts to like excitement and stress in the same way. So my heart rate is elevated and my body is in like a stress state because I'm excited and I love what I love what I do so much. So I would take that energy and I would like try to go to bed, even by like, I would finish work with nine o'clock and try to go to like 1030. My body was, my heart rate was still elevated, and I was not able to get into a restorative state of sleep at nighttime. So when I got this aura ring, I noticed on Tuesdays, my heart rate variability was so much lower because my body was in this, like, even though I was like, yeah, I love my job. I love what I do. I was excited. It was keeping me from getting into a deep resting sleep. So I was like, oh, Tuesdays, we got to do something. We got to like decompress. And so that's when I started doing this, like I needed a, a wind down ritual to like calm my nervous system down so I can like, hey, going to sleep now, body. Like we're going into a restorative state of sleep. I want all the, the human growth hormone stuff happening tonight. I had to do this to calm my nervous system down so I could go to sleep. So I noticed my heart rate variability, even though it was a late night for me, my heart rate variability numbers were rising, which is what we want. So I have my own personal data that tells me when I do this de-stressing process ritual at night before I go to bed, it definitely affects my body's ability to recover and allows me to get into a higher quality of sleep because Lord knows I don't sleep eight hours. My average is probably like six and a half to seven, which is good, but I don't sleep eight hours at all. All right, y'all. Again, if you have any questions, you can simply put them in the comments. You can email me, Jennifer, at jenniferdent.com. If you're interested in how coaching can help you lose weight for the last time, I'm your girl. Let's talk about it. You can book a 60-minute free strategy call with me and I will tell you all the reasons why you aren't losing weight and I will tell you exactly what you need to do not to just lose weight but to achieve food freedom because that's what you want not the size six you want to be able to achieve food freedom okay next week we're doing the same thing next week I forget what next week's topic is but if you're on my email list you will find out 9:30 Nine thirty, Food Freedom Friday will continue with number four of the seven-part series. Okay, have a wonderful holiday weekend for those of you in the U.S. Bye. If you like today's episode of the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, and you want to learn more about creating a lifestyle instead of following a diet to lose weight permanently be sure to visit jenniferdent.com. There, you'll learn more about my unique weight loss process and how it can work for you. Go to jenniferdent.com to discover what you can do to stop dieting forever.